Good afternoon, everybody, or good evening. It's still light in Florida. Uh, it's 7 p.m. We are at We Beam TV Television Studios here in Newport, Ritchie, Florida. And it is time again for the 62 Who Knew Television Show. So as usual, I'm going to do just a quick synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is for our new viewers. I want to say thank you to everybody, which is always the way I start. Last week, we passed 10,000 viewers for the first time. Thank you so much. Uh, I always say that's to the credit of our great guests, and tonight is uh, no exception. But for new viewers tonight, let me tell you what 62 Who Knew is. Every generation, as they've approached the age of 62, get more and more used to get ready for retirement. Did I really save enough money? Should I take Social Security? Should I defer it? Should I have bought long-term care insurance? Did I buy enough? Do I have enough life insurance? The questions go on and on. And quite frankly, every generation has faced this same set of questions since the beginning of time. Can I retire in quality? Have I saved enough money? Is this going to be the best time of my life? Well, this generation, the baby boomers, who are turning 62 years old every day in this country, 10,000 per day, every day for the next 19 years. The baby boomers are facing one more obstacle that no other generation ever has. And what is that obstacle? Longer lifespans. Definitely a double-edged sword, definitely a mixed blessing, but the truth of the matter is that modern science, medical breakthroughs, and technology over the last 20, 30 years has made such breakthroughs move forward so many years that people are living longer than they ever had. In fact, if you make it to 62 in this country, the odds are damn good that you're going to make it to 90. 28 years in retirement. Less than 1% of this country is capable of retiring and working or living in quality of life for 28 years without income. Can you? That's what this show is about. We bring on social security experts, income experts, Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care insurance, annuity experts, health experts, everything for those people turning 62 thinking, oh my, I still have almost half my life in front of us. And that's the premise of 62 Who Knew. And I thank you for accepting the premise because our audience grows by leaps and bounds uh, every week. So tonight, without further ado, we're not going to do as much talking as we normally do. We also normally take three breaks for commercials uh, every 15 minutes. Tonight, we're taking away two of these breaks and only doing three or four minutes of commercials halfway through Chew at the 8.30. Tonight's guest is an incredible guest, a national speaker, a national economist. His name is Mr. Tom Hegna, and I've heard Mr. Hegna speak several times in the last few years, uh, and he is widely known and accepted as probably the income retirement expert in this country. 
Uh, he speaks in NAFA conventions, financial planning conventions, national television shows. He is a former senior executive of New York Life. He is a retired lieutenant colonel. As I said before, he is also a national economist, and he backs his theories about living a quality of life, not with opinion, but with science and math. You are going to so enjoy this 13th episode of 62 Who Knew. It's going to be lucky 13 for us. You're in for a treat. Let's bring on Mr. Tom Hegna. How are you, Mr. Hegna? Thank you, Michael. I'm out here in Arizona today, and it's uh, beautiful weather today. What, only about 108 degrees? <laughs> no, it's cooler. It's, it's actually very nice. It's in oh, the really? 70s today. I always, I've spoken in Arizona several times um, about reverse mortgages at financial planning symposiums, and I always love when I walk in and it's 106 degrees, but the convention hall is cool, and, and I'm like this, and people that live there always come over, and you know what they say. But it's a dry heat. I go, but it's 108. I don't care whether it's dry. Um, I want to thank you for being here. We've had some wonderful speakers and guests our first 12 weeks. Um, but as a public speaker, listening to you speak gives me the chills. Not just the content, but the emotion and, quite frankly, the science and the math that goes into what you're saying. A lot of speakers give an opinion. It's impassionate. I love it. You're in a class by yourself, one speaker to another. So I'm going to let you take over. Limited commercials. Um, tell us what makes you what you are and teach us how to have a high quality of life during retirement. All right, Mike. Well, thank you. And, and like you, I'm driven to try to help those 78 million baby boomers retire optimally you know i always i always give the optimal way to retire because you know people people get confused they they want to know the best thing to do and i always say well nobody knows what's going to be the best i mean if if oil goes to you know hundred dollars or two hundred dollars a barrel we should all put our money in oil if the dow goes to fifty thousand we should all put our money in the dow nobody knows what's going to be the best so what math and science does is whenever you have multiple variables it looks for the optimal solution and the optimal means it'll be the best more often than anything else will be the best and it'll never be the worst so that's what i'm going to talk about tonight is how to have the optimal retirement your best shot at having the best retirement and i'm going to talk about how to be happy and how to possibly live longer and have a better quality of life so uh, let me kind of get right into it I've, I've written now five books on retirement my first book is a book by the name of paychecks and playchecks and i will tell you i'm a reluctant author i never want to write a book i didn't dream of writing a book it wasn't on my bucket list so why to write a book well here's why because right now if you're if your viewers ask 50 different financial advisors how they should retire, you know what they're going to get? They're going to get 50 different opinions of what they ought to do. But there aren't 50 optimal ways to retire. There's really one optimal way to retire, and that's not my opinion. It's based on mathematical, scientific, and economic facts. See, retirement's been studied by PhDs all over the world. And what I've done is I've actually read their research. Most people don't read retirement white papers from PhDs, but I have. And that's what I put into my books. Now, I gave the Paychecks and Playchecks talk down in San Diego about five years ago at a big industry meeting. 
And there was somebody there from PBS, public television. And they said, Tom, we need to take this message out to the American people because they're getting the wrong message from all these other talking heads. But we're not sure that people really understand this paycheck and playcheck thing. We would need a simpler title. So I wrote another book. It's called Don't Worry, Retire Happy, because I think everybody can understand that. And this is now played on PBS in over 72 million homes in the U.S. and Canada. You know, I hope your viewers saw it. If they didn't, it's okay. They're going to get a flavor of it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of give them a live summary of what was, was covered in the book and in the TV show. And I said there's really seven simple steps to a happy and successful retirement, again, based in math and science, not based on some stockbroker's opinion. And step number one, you got to have a plan. How can you get anywhere if you don't have a roadmap or a plan of how to get there? And I say, with this, you've got to work with a financial professional. Retirement is not a do-it-yourself project. Look, I'm willing to bet you don't do your own dental work in your garage with your drill set. And I don't think you ought to be doing your own retirement planning either. Step number two, I want you to understand and maximize your social security benefits. Do you realize for most people, social security is the largest retirement asset they have. And yet people spend more time planning their summer vacation than learning how to maximize those valuable benefits. Step number three, they, they should consider a hybrid retirement. See, too many people are, are retiring too early. They haven't saved enough money. And, uh, you know, if we could get them to work just a couple extra years, even part-time, we can increase their success in retirement. Step number four, they've got to have a plan to protect themselves against inflation. Inflation is like a virus that gets worse over time. And I'll talk about each one of these one at a time. Step number five, they've got to secure more guaranteed lifetime income. See, I'm going to say this a lot tonight, but the success of your retirement is not about your assets. It's not about the size of your 401k. It's not how fancy your house is. It is not about your assets. The success of your retirement is going to have everything to do with income. And I think I'll prove to every man, woman, and child watching this, guaranteed lifetime income. Step number six is another big one. You must have a plan for long-term care. No retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care. In fact, among your viewers tonight, my guess is this is their number one thing that they have not covered that could wipe out their entire life's work. Step number seven, use your home equity wisely. You're the expert in that, but I'll touch on it with, with my rudimentary skills. And then I normally wrap up with the most efficient way to pass wealth to children, grandchildren, and charities. I say this all the time. Don't leave your kids any money. <laughs> Don't leave your kids any money. I want you to spend your money. I want you to leave them life insurance because you can do that for pennies on the dollar. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about, Michael. And uh, if, if you're ready, I'll kind of get going. We'll just go right through them one at a time. They can take me off screen. This is your show until we, until we say goodbye. All right. Well, step number one, you got to have a plan. The, the Hartford puts it this way. Those who plan for retirement are three times more likely to be confident they will have sufficient income retirement as compared to those who've not planned. And really, here's why. If you think about it, most of your parents or grandparents worked for the same company for 30 or 40 years. When they retired, the company held a retirement party, presented them with a shiny gold watch and a guaranteed paycheck every single month for the rest of their lives in the form of a pension. They got a very generous social security program where they got far more money out than what they ever put in. And if you think about it, most of your parents and grandparents didn't save up a lot of money. You know why? Because they didn't have to. They never talked about their retirement that they'd saved 100000 or 200000 or 500000 They always communicated their retirements in terms of income. 
we get $2,000 a month. We get $3,000 a month. Do you understand? Retirement has always been communicated in terms of income, not assets. Mm -hmm. But now compare that to your retirement. Many of you will get little or no pension. You will get Social Security. I'm clear in all my books. Everyone watching this will get Social Security. Yes, millennials, you too. I could literally fix Social Security in less than 15 minutes for the next 100 years. Social Security will be a relatively easy fix. Medicare, Medicaid, healthcare, <laughs> not an easy fix. And if you've noticed what's been happening with Social Security, you haven't been getting very big pay raises, but that's not because there's a problem with Social Security. It's really because Medicare costs have gone right through the roof and they take your Medicare premiums out of your Social Security. So you may not get as much Social Security as you're counting on, not because we have a problem with Social Security, but because we have a problem with healthcare in this country. So your retirement is really gonna depend on how much money you're able to save. But here's the problem. I think people know how to save money, they know how to invest, they know how to diversify. But what people aren't very good at is turning their assets into income. See, you don't get to retire in assets in America, you get to retire on income in America. And Americans aren't very good at turning assets into income. And I know I'm gonna help your, your viewers with that. Now, one other thing, many people, uh, you know, and you all, you all have friends like this, they've got plenty of money in retirement, but many of them don't even touch it. Now, when I was an advisor, I used to bust my clients. I'd say, wait a minute now, you told me you're gonna join the country club, you're gonna buy a new boat, you're gonna go on a cruise, you're gonna see the world. Have you done that yet? You know, many of these people say, no, we haven't done that yet. You know why? Because just in case interest rates are so low, the market's been so volatile, Bitcoin just crashed. They're living what I call a just-in-case retirement. And here's what it looks like. They don't touch their money, and they don't touch their money, and they don't touch their money, and they don't touch their money. Then they die. What happens to money? Goes to the kids. What do the kids do with it? They join the country club. They buy a new boat. Yes. They go on a cruise, and they see the world. Look, this is happening all over the country. And what I want to make clear to your viewers today is I want you to join the country club. I want you to see the world. I do not want you to live a just-in-case retirement. And in step number five, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. That's going to be incredible. Um, I know there was a book out years ago called Die Broke. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but stating the same yeah. principle. But please continue. The, the last check, the last check you ever write should be the Undertaker, and it That's should right. bounce. Yes, I, I, read, I read that book. Okay. Step number two, you want to understand and maximize your Social Security benefits. See, if I had to ask you, what is the largest retirement asset most of your friends have? You know, is it is it their pension? No. Is it their 401k? Well, maybe. Is it their house? But for most people, it's their, it's their Social Security benefit. See, if you're single, your Social Security benefit can pay over half a million dollars. If you're married, it can pay you well over a million dollars. Yet people spend more time planning their summer vacation than learning how to maximize those valuable benefits. Now, I can't make your viewers experts in social security and they can watch the sessions you've had on social security but let me try to give you my two cents on on, on what somebody uh, should do so right now the full retirement age for social security is age 66 and for every thousand dollars a month you get at age 66 if you take your benefit early at 62 you're not going to get a thousand dollars a month you're only going to get 750 a month but if I can get you to wait just a few more years to age 70, you're also not going to get $1,000 a month. You're going to get $1,320 a month. So if you look at it, $750, $1,320, $750, $1,320. You know, here's the deal. 
a lot of people think that they should claim their benefit at age 62. You know, they go down to the Waffle House or they go down to the Dunkin' Donuts store, their coffee shop, and they ask the wise men sitting around drinking coffee, hey, what age should I draw my Social Security benefit? And they say 62. Haven't read the papers? This place is going broke. Get the getting while the getting's good. 62, 62, 62. Yeah, that's the coffee shop answer. That's the Waffle House answer. Is that the right answer? That is not the right answer. So what is the right answer? Here is the right answer. In general, the breadwinner should delay. Let me say that again. In general, the breadwinner should delay till age 70. Now, why do I say in general? Because everybody's different. You mm-hmm. got to look at health status, medical conditions. Sometimes there's minor children in the home. You got to start your benefits to get those benefits. Some people take it early. They invest it. They say they can do better. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is everybody taking it at 62 because our buddy down at the coffee shop told him to take it at age 62. So here's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Let's say we got a husband and wife. Let's say in this case, the husband made more money in his career than the wife. The wife can take her benefit early. So the lower earning spouse, whoever it is, this case the wife, can claim early at 62. I got no problem with that. That gets some cash flow going. But the higher earning spouse should typically wait till 70. Why? Because that check covers both lives. See, when the husband dies, which check does she get? Well, she gets his. If he took his early, he locked her into a lower survivor benefit. Because the breadwinner's check covers both lives, in general, the breadwinner should delay, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, step number three, consider a hybrid retirement. See, too many people are trying to retire too early. They haven't saved enough money. And if I could get them to work a couple extra years, even part-time, I can increase their success in retirement. Why? Because they'll have increased earnings, increased savings, increased social security benefits, and we can keep them from tapping into that portfolio for a few years. I I think George Burns put it best. He said, retirement at age 65 is ridiculous. When I was 65, I still had pimples. And by the way, George Burns lived to be age 100. Yes. I remember his birthday party on Johnny Carson. (laughs) Shows you how old I was. And so uh, step number four, uh, you've got to have a plan to protect yourself against inflation. And I I normally pop up a chart that shows $10,000 of purchasing power at 4% inflation will be cut by more than 50% in 20 years. It'll be cut by more than two-thirds in 30 years. This is why you can't just plan to have income for the rest of your life. You actually have to plan to have increasing income for the rest of your life. Now, how are you going to do that? Well, there's a few ways. Number one, stocks real estate, some commodities, you can build a portfolio that if we get inflation, the portfolio will go up and there's more money to take out more money. But I also say you can do what I've done, which is I I bought guaranteed lifetime income that will kick in when I turn age 60. But I bought even more that kicks in when I turn age 65. I bought even more that kicks in when I turn age 70. I bought even more that kicks in when I turn age 75. I got 11 of them. And I'll probably have 25 before I shut this thing down. Because look, I've been studying retirement now for over 30 years. And, and here's what I've learned about retirement. Retirement is not about the stock market. Retirement is not about the bond market. And retirement is not about real estate. Now, those products can all have a role in a successful retirement. But a financially successful retirement comes down to two very simple components. Component number one is having increasing income for the rest of your life. And component number two is risk management, taking key retirement risks off the table. And see, for all those investment type people out there who think it's all about the stock market, most of them fail in retirement because they fail to take those key retirement risks off the table. 
So that leads us right into step number five, and this is a big one. You know, they need your your viewers need to secure more guaranteed lifetime income. See, Time Magazine puts it this way: securing at least a base level of lifetime income should be every retiree's priority, at least if they want to live happily ever after. And I will tell you that lines up exactly with what the PhDs who study retirement say: that as a minimum, you should be covering your basic living expenses in retirement with guaranteed lifetime income. Now, there are three sources of guaranteed lifetime income. The first source is Social Security. Well, heck, we already talked about Social Security. Well, let me ask you a question. What is Social Security? Social Security is a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. Mm -hmm. The second source is a pension. But let me ask you a question. What is a pension? A pension is a lifetime income annuity. It's a guaranteed paycheck for life. And what the PhDs who study retirement say is you should be covering your basic living expenses with guaranteed lifetime income. So Social Security counts, pension counts, or whatever you're short. You know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to go find an insurance company and buy a lifetime income annuity. Now, look. I speak all over the world. I just got back from a trip. I was in China. I was in Singapore. I was in Thailand. Because guess what? They're worried about retirement over there too. But it's not at all unusual when I'm giving a seminar that somebody might raise their hand and say, Tom, we don't like annuities around here. Susie Orman doesn't like annuities. Dave Ramsey doesn't like annuities. Ken Fisher takes out full-page ads. I hate annuities, and so should you. We don't like annuities around here. You know what I do when that happens? What? I just act surprised. Like, seriously? Huh? You're telling me you don't like annuities? Okay. So let me understand what you just said. You paid into Social Security for 35 years, but you're telling me you're going to call up the Social Security Administration and say, stop those checks. No more nasty Social Security checks allowed in this house. We don't like annuities. Are you seriously going to do that? You worked for that company for 42 years, but you're telling me you're going to call up the HR department and say, stop those pension checks. I don't want to find another one of those nasty things in my mailbox. We don't like annuities in this house. Well, typically, the people will say something like this. Well, I guess we like those kind of annuities. It's just those insurance company annuities. We don't like that's it. I say, really? And why is that? Well, because they're all loaded up with fees and everything. Really? Mm. I wonder if any of your viewers know what the total, the total ongoing fees in a lifetime income annuity even are. Zero. It's not even a fee product. It's called a spread product. If you're guaranteed $1,000 a month for the rest of your life, guess how much will hit your mailbox every month for the rest of your life? 1000 bucks a month. Now, I've had some people say, Tom, that's not exactly true. I read the policy. There's a one-time $300 policy fee in there. Yep, that's already in the thousand bucks a month. There are zero ongoing fees in a lifetime income annuity. Zero. Now, there are annuities that do have fees. Variable annuities have fees. Some income riders on indexed annuities have fees. That doesn't mean they're bad. It means you have to weigh out what is the fee versus what is the guarantee. You remember, the reason there's fees is they got guarantees that stocks and bonds and ETFs don't have. But for our purposes tonight, I want everybody watching this to know that you can buy guaranteed lifetime income that's not even in a fee product. And I think you might have had a comment or two or question. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know there was zero fees. I thought there was a little upfront until this very second. Um, that's incredible. Like reverse mortgages, and I, and I know you're coming to that, um, our friends Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, they say things that I don't mind when somebody gives an opinion that's negative, but they state this, I'm just going to say it, st- 
stupidity and they have enough of a national following um, to have that person that you imitated, which, by the way, lives here in Pasco County, Florida, going, I don't like those annuities. It's ignorance, but they have millions of followers that just follow blindly. Yeah. So, look, um, really the success of your retirement is going to come down to your answers to the next two questions. And I'm not going to ask you how big your 401k is or do you have a fancy house. You know why? Because the success of your retirement is not about your assets. It is not about your assets. It is not about your assets. See, your assets can be lost. They can be stolen. They can be swindled. They can be sued. They can be divorced. They can be decimated in a market crash or wiped out by long-term care. In fact, if you think about it, most people's assets are simply numbers on a piece of paper. Think about it. Your 401k, that's numbers on a piece of paper. Your bank account, that's numbers on a piece of paper. Your brokerage account, that's numbers on a piece of paper. And did you know for the rest of your life, there's only two things, only two that you will ever do with those numbers on that piece of paper. You are either going to spend that money or you're going to give that money. Think about it. That's all you're ever going to do. You're either going to spend it or you're going to give it. You're either going to give it when you're alive or more likely you're going to give it when you die. Because I got news for you. You don't get to take any of it with you. That's it's all going to stay <laughs> down here. So when you really study the math and science behind a successful retirement, here's what it comes down to. Where in the entire world can I put my money? That will give me the most amount of income that I can spend and 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 never run out. And what is the most efficient way for me to give money to others? And you know what you're going to find in the entire world? The place you can put your money that will give you the most amount of income that you can spend and 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 never run out is going to be some form of an annuity. And the most efficient way to give money to others is going to be some form of life insurance. See, these are not opinions. These are mathematical, scientific, and economic facts. So the ultimate success of your retirement is really going to depend on your answers to these two questions. Question number one, how much guaranteed lifetime income do you have? How much guaranteed lifetime income? Do you notice I didn't ask you, what was your rate of return on your investments last year? Did you outperform the S&P 500? No, far more important. How much guaranteed lifetime income do you have? And question number two, have you taken the key retirement risks off the table? Now look, there's a lot of risks in retirement. There's market risk, we've seen that. There's withdrawal rate risk, we've seen that. Uh, there's this thing called sequence of returns risk. Let me tell you what. Sequence of returns risk is one of the biggest risks in retirement. It is going to wipe out the retirements of tens of millions of baby boomers in this country, and yet most, most baby boomers don't even know what sequence of returns risk is. So let me do my best to explain sequence of returns risk. Sequence of returns risk is why the stock market has averaged over 12% a year since 1924. And yet if you're retired and you have money in the stock market, you can't take out 12% a year. You can't take out 10% a year. You can't take out 8% a year. You can't take out 6% a year. You can't even take out 4% a year. Does anybody know what Morningstar says the safe withdrawal rate in retirement is? 2.8% per year. Now, people say, oh, come on, Tom. That doesn't make any sense. If the market has averaged over 12% a year since 1924, certainly I can take out more than 2.8%. No, you can't. And here's why. Because the day you retire, all the rules change. See, average returns mean nothing, absolutely nothing in retirement. Once you retire, there is only one thing that matters, and that's called the order or sequence of returns. Look, 
in paychecks and playchecks, I give an example of a guy who retired in 1973. For the next 22 years, he averaged 10.1% a year for 22 years. Hey, if somebody offered you 10.1% a year for the first 22 years of your retirement, I'll bet everyone on this call, including me, would take that right now. He averaged 10.1% a year for 22 years. His broker told him he could take out 5% per year. Now, come on. If you average 10.1% a year for 22 years, you can certainly take out 5% a year, right? Sounds Wrong. logical. He's, de he's dead broke. He completely ran out of money. Now, you tell me, how can that happen? How can you average 10.1% a year for 22 years, only take out 5 and go broke? It happens all the time. Do you know what happened to this guy? Does anybody remember what happened in 1973, 74, 75? The market went down, down, down three years in a row. See, here's the deal. If it's your turn to retire and you have a diversified portfolio, I don't care if Warren Buffett himself is managing your money. If you're taking money of that portfolio and the first three years of your retirement, the market goes down, 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 you too will likely run out of money. It's called sequence of returns risk. I'm telling you, Americans do not understand it. No, they don't. We might have inflation. We're ready for our first break. I can't believe a half hour went that quick. Let's take a quick break and come right back. At Dr. B Pediatric Dentistry, we understand the individuality of each child. And they also teach us how to take care of our teeth. And offer an exceptional and gentle dental care experience for all children. With our laser procedures, we are able to provide gentler treatments and faster healing time. Come meet Dr. B. Call Dr. B's Pediatric Dentistry today. Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at ProfessionalMortgageAlliance.com. My name is Ann Rogers and I'm a real estate agent and broker in Pinellas County and have been for over 24 years. Ann Rogers Relocation Resources provides a full array of services to help you or your loved one transition gracefully to a new residence or adult living community. Our first consultation is free and with no obligation. Please visit our website or call to talk to me directly.
Hi, my name is Lisa Marie Kennedy, your real estate expert here in the Sarasota Lakewood Ranch Bradenton area. I spent years developing myself, studying the industry so I can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction. My phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com. Okay, we are back, and I don't want to waste any time whatsoever. Let's put Mr. Hegner right back on the screen and go right where you left off, because I want you getting through all these steps. The show isn't big enough for me to demand more time from the station, and I want you to get, your, get, get everything done. So go ahead. So we talked about the risks in retirement, market risk, you know, withdrawal rate risk, sequence of returns risk. There's a risk of inflation, the risk of deflation, the risk of long-term care, the risk that you might die. I mean, there's a lot of risks in retirement, but there's only one number one risk. The number one risk in retirement is, as you said at the beginning of the show, longevity risk. See, because longevity is not just a risk. It's a risk multiplier of all the other risks. The longer you live, more likely the market will crash. The longer you live, the more likely you'll take out too much money. The longer you live, the more likely inflation will decimate your purchasing power. The longer you live, the more likely you're going to need long-term care. So with the PhDs who study retirement, they're unanimous in saying this, to retire optimally, you must take longevity risk off the table. In fact, if you get nothing else out of that first segment, get that. You must take longevity risk off the table. Well, guess what? Stocks can't do that. Bonds can't do that. Mutual funds can't do that. Real estate can't do that. Bitcoin cannot do it. Okay, well, what can do it? It's a pretty short list. A lifetime income annuity can do it. A deferred income annuity can do it. Or an income or withdrawal benefit rider from a fixed index or variable annuity can do it. That is it. What do all those products have in common? One word, annuity. What all the PhDs that I've studied who study retirement say, to retire optimally, you must put an annuity into that portfolio. Why? Because only an annuity can take longevity risk off the table. Why? Because only a life insurance company can issue an annuity. Why? Because only a life insurance company sells life insurance to be on the other side of that risk. Mm -hmm. See, what is the risk to a life insurance company when somebody sells a life insurance, when somebody buys a life insurance policy? That they die, and they die real soon. The agent sells a million-dollar term policy, proudly turns in a check for $25 the next day. <laughs> bam, that guy gets hit by a bus. The insurance company is out a million bucks. The guy died too soon. Hey, what's the risk to the insurance company when uh, somebody buys a lifetime income annuity? That somebody lives too long. She's 115 and she won't quit breathing. And every month she's breathing, those checks got to go. Do you understand because an insurance company is on both sides of that mortality and longevity risk scale, they can neutralize mortality and longevity risk to themselves and to you. Let me try to explain it another way. So five years ago, I spoke in Singapore my first time. And the day before I spoke, I got interviewed by Asia Insurance Review. It's a big magazine. And they said, Tom, we've reviewed all your material. And we're very concerned about U.S. life insurance companies that are selling these guaranteed paychecks for life. I said, really? They said, yes. See, we believe medical technology is developing so rapidly that soon people are going to live to be 100, 110, 120, maybe even 130 years of age. And if these companies are guaranteeing paychecks for life... They're all going to go broke. And I just smiled and I said, well, you got it half right. You're right. They will be paying a lot of lifetime income. 
But guess what? They won't be paying any death claims on all those life insurance policies they wrote. Do you understand? Because an insurance company is on both sides of the mortality and longevity risk scale. They are the only ones that can protect you from dying too soon or living too long. Think of it this way. There's no product in the world you can buy that will replace a life insurance policy. There's no stock or bond or real estate investment trust that on the day you die will spring up be worth $5 million. Only life insurance can do that. There's no product in the world you can buy that will replace a lifetime income annuity and guarantee you a paycheck every month for the rest of your life. No matter what, only a lifetime income annuity can do that. And why can an insurance company do that? Because they're on both sides of the risk. See, this is a key concept that 99.999% of baby boomers don't understand, that only a life insurance company can protect you from dying too soon or living too long. That is another mathematical, scientific, and economic fact. See, when you buy a lifetime income annuity, it is a personal pension-like stream of guaranteed lifetime income, a guaranteed paycheck, but I would argue far more important, a guaranteed playcheck. Do you understand why so many retirees are, are, are not enjoying their retirements? Because they got assets and interest rates are at 50-year lows. Now they're losing money in GE. They're losing money in Facebook. They're losing money in Bitcoin. These people are miserable. Assets make people miserable in retirement. See, what allows you to enjoy your retirement are these guaranteed paychecks and playchecks. Because when these checks come rolling in, you know what you better do? You better spend the money. Because you know what happens next month? The checks come rolling in. And you better spend the money. Because guess what happens next month? The checks come rolling in. And you better spend the money. Because guess what happens next month? The checks come rolling in. And it's the unlimited checks and spending that actually allow you to enjoy your retirement. Look. If you've got friends who are retired on assets, I got some pretty bad news. They will never, ever, ever be able to enjoy their retirements to the full extent. You know why? Because number one, they don't know how long you're going to live. Number mm-hmm. two, they don't know what rate of return they're going to get. So number three, they don't know how much money they can take out every month. So I promise you they will do one of two things. They will either take out too much money, in which case they can quickly run out of money, or far more likely they'll never take out enough. And they'll join the millions of people living that just in case. Just in case, just in case retirement. See, what gets you out of a just in case retirement is guaranteed lifetime income. Now, the reason those payout rates on these annuities are so high is because every check you get is composed of three parts. Part number one is principal. Anybody can give you principal. Part number two is interest. Anybody can give you interest. But part number three is the secret sauce that you can only get from a life insurance company. You can't get this from stocks or bonds or real estate. That in this book I call mortality credits and in this book I call longevity credits. It's the same thing. It's extra money from the risk pool the older you are and the longer you live. And what math and science says and what I will prove to everybody in less than five minutes is if any of you, any of you, have a portfolio right now and you do not have any of these longevity credits in there, math and science will prove that your current portfolio is suboptimal, less than what it could or what it should be. Look, if there's anybody who doubts me, I'm going to let you prove me wrong right now. You could be a hero amongst your peers, all right? It's very simple. If you don't believe what I'm saying, either you or your stockbroker can do this. You put together a portfolio that you think I cannot beat. Oh, he'll never beat this one. We're going to put all the good stocks in there. Yeah, you build that portfolio. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach into your portfolio. I'm going to remove some of the bonds. I'm going to replace them with a lifetime income annuity. Do you know what that'll do to every single one of your portfolios? It'll lower the risk and increase the returns. If you don't believe me, that's a very simple challenge. Prove me wrong. 
But here's why you can't. Inside of a portfolio, the way that a lifetime income annuity functions, it functions like a AAA rated bond with a triple C rated yield with zero standard deviation. So let's go back to the challenge. You or your broker put together the portfolio you think I cannot beat. I'm going to pull out some of the bonds. I'm going to replace them with a AAA rated bond with a triple C rated yield with zero standard deviation. What will that do to every single one of your portfolios? It'll lower the risk and increase returns. See, Tommy's not making this stuff up. These are mathematical, scientific, and economic facts. Now, math and science is very important to me. I travel the world teaching people how to retire. It better be right. I mean, think about it. I'm on PBS in 72 million homes. Golly, I sure hope it's correct. <laughs> but you know what? For your viewers, there's something more important than math and science. I call it the happy factor. So when I'm doing seminars, I ask the audience, you know, when you retire, do you want to be happy or unhappy? They say, happy. I say, you don't sound like it. Do you want to be happy or unhappy? They go, happy. And I say, okay. And I put up a slide. The secret, it's from the Wall Street Journal. The secret to a happier retirement is friends, neighbors, and a fixed annuity. See, the Wall Street Journal studied who are the happiest people in retirement. You know what they found? People surrounded by their friends, surrounded by their families, who had guaranteed paychecks every single month for the rest of their lives. Okay? So, um, and, and if you still don't believe me, Time Magazine said, lifetime income stream key to retirement happiness and then if you still don't believe me you can google towers watson they did a whole white paper on annuities and retirement happiness you can download it you can read you you can uh you can print it off for free download it for free now i think michael am i running out of time here because i'm We're, getting a message no, we over here doing, we, we okay we have about another 10 minutes left maybe okay eight all right keep going very good. good well the secret to a happier retirement is really not about assets. It's all about guaranteed lifetime income. Think about it. Who are your happiest friends in retirement? I bet it's your retired military, retired government, retired teacher, retired union. It's people with pensions. See, check. study after study after study showing people with guaranteed lifetime income are much happier than people who don't. You see, happiness in retirement is tied almost 100% to guaranteed lifetime income. Now, not only are you going to be happier, you're likely to live longer. Now, uh, some of you follow me on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you don't, you sure can. I post a lot of any stuff. I recently posted a free economic study. It's actually a University of Chicago study that studied people who bought lifetime income annuities versus people who didn't. You know what they found? The group that bought the lifetime income annuities lived longer than the group they didn't. Three months ago, in July of 2018, there was, a, there was an article in the Journal for Financial Service Professionals, and it was all about how annuities uh, make people live longer. And it was, it was, it was um, the moral ha annuities and moral hazard. Could longevity insurance increase longevity? And here's a direct quote. A 65-year-old male who purchases a life annuity can expect to live 20% longer than a 65-year-old male who does not. And the rest of the five pages of that article went over why people with guaranteed lifetime income tend to live longer. Oh, just little things like they have less stress. They're not worried. Because they get paid to live, guess what? They're, they go see the doctor a little more. They exercise. They watch what they eat. And it showed that the more guaranteed lifetime income that you get, the longer you tend to live. But none of this is anything new. Many of your viewers had to read a book called uh, Sense and Sensibilities, written by Jane Austen in 1811. You know what Jane Austen wrote about uh, annuities in 1811? If you observe, people who, who receive annuities tend to live longer, all right? And, and, and it went on to say that people live longer with annuities. That was back in 1811, okay? So this is nothing new. Look, step number six, you got to have a plan for long-term care. No 
retirement plan is complete without a plan for long-term care. And in Paychecks and Playchecks, I got a whole chapter on long-term care. It's called, What's Your Plan? Uh, because if you've ever heard me speak before, you know I brag about my plan. What's my plan? I never have to go to a nursing home ever. I get to stay in my house till the day I die. The nurse has come to me. And my favorite part? I get to pick the nurse. <laughs> Why? Because I got a plan for long-term care. I've got long-term care insurance with home health care. I get to stay in my house. So when people say, I don't want that nursing home insurance, I say, exactly. This is anti-nursing home insurance. This is stay-at-home insurance. This is stay-in-control insurance. You know, I always say there's three stages to a, a retirement. The first stage are the go-go years. Now, the go-go years, you're playing golf, you're playing tennis, you're going on cruises, you're line dancing. Every day, it's happy hour somewhere. But the go-go years are going to be followed by the slow-go years. Now, the slow-go years, you can still do everything in the go-go. You just don't want to anymore. In fact, you don't want to go downtown after 4.30 because dad can't see when it's dark out. That's the slow-go years. And the slow-go years are going to be followed by the no-go years. And the no-go years are those years when you're probably not leaving the building till you're leaving the building, if you know what I'm talking about. So what, I, what I've learned, and I've watched my parents go through these phases, and here's what I've learned. The go-go years is all about income, not assets, which is why 100% of my purchases are going for income, okay? Because I've learned it's all about income. The slow-go years is all about long-term care, and I say any plan is better than no plan. So uh, if, if I hope you buy long-term care insurance, but if you don't, I hope you buy a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider. It's like a bucket of money that you can use if you need it. If you don't, you can take money out or you can give it to your kids when you die and the no-go years oh and if you can't qualify medically for long-term care insurance or life insurance buy an annuity that springs up the bunch of income in your 70s and 80s mm -hmm. any plan is better than no plan and then the no-go years that's all about life insurance and i've had people say tom life insurance has nothing to do with retirement no 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 life insurance has everything to do with retirement do you understand it's a life insurance you bring into retirement that gives you the license to spend your money yeah. You want to know why so many people are not enjoying their retirements? Because in the back of their mind, they think they got to leave some money to their kids. Oh, you got to leave some money to Johnny and Susie. They got to leave some money to Johnny and Susie. So they're denying themselves a retirement to leave money to their kids. Look, let me use me as an example. We got four kids. So one day we're sitting around saying, hey, how much money should we leave the kids? I don't know. What do you think? I said, well, if we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy, name the four kids beneficiary. When we die, they get a million bucks tax free. That's 250000 a piece. Let's start there. So we bought a $1 million second to die life insurance policy. Name the four kids beneficiary. That policy is completely paid up. Do you know what the total cost of that million dollar policy was? $150,000. So now think about that. For 15 cents on the dollar, we get to transfer a million bucks tax free to our kids. Hey, who gets to spend all the rest of the money? <laughs> we do. We do. Okay. Step number seven, use your home equity wisely. This is your, this is in your wheelhouse. And I say there's really three ways to use your home equity wisely. Number one, you can sell the home and downsize and move to Florida or Arizona. All right. But here's what I want people to know. When you sell that home, if you're single, you can capture up to $250,000 tax-free in capital gains. If you're married, you can capture up to 500000 tax-free in capital gains, and that can certainly help a retirement. You can take a loan against the equity, or you can do a reverse mortgage. Now, Reverse mortgages are a lot like annuities. People said bad things about them. As you know, things have changed a lot in the last few years. You're going to read many more positive articles by very respected sources like the American yeah. College, Dr. Wade Fow, uh, Jamie Hopkins yeah. uh, of Forbes magazine, uh, Mary Beth Franklin, the Social Security expert, and Don Graves, among others. All right. But I just give people, you know, one example. If you're 62, 
you can now buy a house. You could buy a $600,000 house for $300,000 or a $400,000 house for $200,000. You own the house. You don't have to make any more payments. You and your spouse can live there for the rest of your both your lives. All right? People don't know that they can do this with a reverse mortgage. Okay? But just I just say be very, very careful and work with a reverse mortgage expert. Okay? Absolutely. So that's the key to success with, uh, with a reverse mortgage. Now, to kind of wrap it up, I would say this. Don't leave your children money, leave them life insurance. Don't leave your grandchildren money, leave them life insurance. Don't leave charities money, leave them life insurance. Why? Because you can leave them so much more for so much less. And I'll kind of turn it back over to you, Mike, if you got any questions. And I know you want to wrap some things up, so um, turn it back over to you. Just a couple of comments. I mean, you are so right. You said something about 20 minutes ago. I have so many friends uh, that quite frankly have a lot more assets than I do. Several years older, I'm 60, and they spend so much of their day staring at that screen to make sure the market's having a good day. And when it has a bad day, they call their financial planner 18 times to see what's right. happening. It's just amazing what you're saying and how it fits everyday life. And when we have time, and I hope you'll consider coming on maybe after the first of the year again, I actually want to discuss with you possibly using the reverse mortgage to decrease the risk of the, uh, re the sequence of returns by using the equity in your home when the market is in bad shape, paying it back when the market is in good shape. Something that- Yep, that's um, a great strategy. Great strategy. And you also, thank you for mentioning the purchase reverse mortgage. Um, when that person sells that house for 500000 somewhere, moves to Florida or Arizona, and thinks they have to spend 500000 they can spend two two fifty still get that 500000 and then use the other 250 for an immediate income annuity. It, but they're not being taught that. So I hope it is right. true uh, that financial planners start to catch on to the proper uses of reverse mortgage. And I do appreciate you mentioning it. What can I say, Mr. Hegner, thank you so much for being here. I uh, hope you will consider coming on maybe in the first quarter of 2019. I'd like to bring you on possibly with a long-term care insurance specialist. Uh, we had two national speakers in the last 12 weeks, Mr. Mark Goldberg and Mr. Bill Comfort, um, who, when it comes to long-term care, were saying the same exact things that you were. I'd love to put together a panel of experts yeah. for an hour and, of 62 who knew who knew and I've, I've i've done some more research on the subject of psychonomics you know uh, we've been psychonomically programmed since we got paychecks every two weeks our entire life we're used to getting paychecks that's what we're used to we spend it but then we get to retirement the paycheck stop and all of a sudden we're supposed to touch assets that we've been programmed not to touch we got to save it we got to grow it we can't touch it we got to protect it so we go 45 years not touching our assets and then all of a sudden we're expected to touch them most people are going to go to their graves never touching their assets they've been it's psychonomically like programmed not to touch them. It's really incredible, but it's so correct. Whether you have a small amount of assets or a huge amount, you are programmed from early in life to not touch that. And I never heard that term, psychonomics. Well, again, thank Absolutely. you so much for, we've got about three minutes left. Thank you so much for being here. 
you and your family have wonderful holidays. Uh, is it close enough? Yeah, wonderful holidays. Happy and healthy New Year if we don't speak. I hope we will. For those of you that are not following Mr. Hegna on Facebook or LinkedIn, please do. You'll learn an incredible amount. Uh, his website was up. He's easy to find. And uh, again, just thank you for being here. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank right. you. Thank you. All right, we got about two minutes left, and next week, I'm going to my camera, I was just told. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going we're gonna to vary a little in the 60 to Who New premise. Next week, I am bringing on a comedian, a comedian who dubs himself or bills himself for the last 40 years as the funniest man alive. And this man has been making me laugh and literally more than a million people laugh for those 40 years. His name is G. David Howard. He has appeared in Vegas, Atlantic City, Caroline's Comedy Hour, has owned his own comedy club for many, many years here in Florida. And I hope he doesn't mind I'm mentioning his age, but at 80 years old, is still entertaining, filling rooms, and bringing people to tears. So why are we having a comedian next week? For two reasons. Number one, we're gonna laugh a lot because laughter is the best medicine and there's no way to get around it. We're gonna do that. Why else? You know, we spend a lot of time on 62 who knew the last 13 weeks looking at the downside of longer lifespans. You need more income. You need to delay social security. I can't believe you didn't buy long-term care insurance. Well, there are some advantages to longer lifespans, and it's about time we had a show about that. And here's a man, again, I hope he doesn't mind the age thing. Sorry, G. David. But at 80 years old, is still filling rooms all over the country and having hundreds of people in a room holding them some laughing. He's as funny as he ever was, and he's living proof that longer lifespans is a good thing, and you can continue to do your passion and your love and keep going. I expect G. David to be making uh, rooms full of people laugh in his 90s. So tell your friends about next week's show. We're going to spend a lot of time laughing. I might have to. I have to talk to our producer. I might have to give uh, next week's show a TV rating of MA, mature audiences. I promise for any children watching, it won't be dirty, but for those of you that have seen G. David over the country, I'm gonna tell you it's gonna be MA, mature audiences. You're gonna learn a lot, you're gonna laugh a lot, and laughter is the best medicine. With about 30 seconds left, we have some wonderful guests coming in the next few weeks uh, as we approach the holidays. As I said in the beginning, um, we, be, uh, we beat our record last week uh, with a little more than 10,000 viewers. Thank you so much. Thank you to the great guests like Tom Hegna, Bill Comfort, um, uh, Mark Goldberg, Dr. Lisa Marie Kennedy, David Cribbs. The list has been incredible. And thanks to them, we keep growing and growing. For those of you that haven't noticed, the 62 New Who website is changing a little every week, but in the next couple of weeks, it will be your total source 
of information. So if you're interested in your part of the country about an immediate income annuity or long-term care insurance or life insurance or reverse mortgages or in-home care, I'm going to direct you to that website. Not yet, but soon. Got to go. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.